You know, in the Bible, it says the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. God's word is the light that can bring us out of whatever darkness that we find ourselves in. And the way that that happens is not the messenger. It is the message that can bring us out of the darkness. So before we hear God's word, will you pray with me, please? Father, we just heard that song that you have come for us. And Father, we are grateful that you have come to rescue us, to redeem us, to reform us, to repurpose us. Father, we come here this night not because we're perfect or we've got everything figured out, but just the opposite, because we don't. We don't have everything figured out. We are a mess, and we need rescuing. And Lord, there's nothing that can rescue us but you. So, Father, I pray that as your word is proclaimed that your spirit would take it and move in our hearts and our minds and in our lives. Father, I pray that despite the sin that is in me, your truth would be proclaimed. Father, we are grateful. We are humble. We are hungry. We are even desperate for hope. Father, I pray your word would bring that hope to each and every one of us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, Amen. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. We are so glad that you could join us here tonight for worship. What an exciting night. And if you are a child or a child at heart, then you know it's happening. Tomorrow morning, it's happening. And we get to run and we get to see the presents under the tree from Santa, from family, from friends. And it's just going to be just a wonderful day because it's a wonderful time of the year. Though if you've been with us for the last few weeks, you know that maybe it's a bit of a confusing time of the year because we live in a culture that tells us Christmas is about retail. It's about what you buy and did you ship it in time and did you keep the gift receipt? Can you exchange it? Did you get the right size? Where we know the Bible tells us Christmas isn't about retail, it's about rescue. And the one thing that we can all have in common is that we need rescued because none of us are perfect. Every one of us makes mistakes, some big, some little, but we all make mistakes, and that's called sin. Every one of us is a sinner, and we cannot rescue ourselves. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or a churchgoer or a nice person or a moral person or a charitable person. It doesn't matter because we can't rescue ourselves. But it doesn't seem like that message is getting out at Christmas. There seems to be this battle between Christmas being about retail and Christmas being about rescue. If only we had a voice that could break through the noise, a voice of a generation that could speak truth to us. The good news is we have it and it's not me. The good news is we're going to let you hear that voice right now. And there were in the same country shepherds, 
abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shall round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. There are so many of us that grew up with that classic, classic show, and now our kids and our grandkids love it. I have always loved the Peanuts gang, especially since I started to look like Charlie Brown. I've loved them even more. But wrapped up within that wonderful cartoon that so many of us know is the truth about Christmas. So I just want to take a few minutes and just kind of unpack what Linus just said. So I'm going to read that passage again just so we can understand it in its context. So here it is, starting at verse 8, Luke chapter 2, says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. One of the other things that we all have in common is hopefully you've got a tree or you've got some lights or you've got some decorations up for Christmas, and a lot of us have a nativity scene. And one of the characters that many of us have in our nativity scene is the shepherds. And we love to romanticize the shepherds. We love to think of them as these wonderful, gentle old men with long white beards and a staff who were just so gentle and kind. Well, the truth is, they weren't. They were scoundrels. They were despicable. They were detestable. They were deplorable. They were thieves. They weren't to be trusted. They were outsiders. They were excluded. They weren't allowed to come to the temple. And if that wasn't bad enough, they were smelly. Nobody liked them. The only friends the shepherds had were other shepherds. Now you ask, why do you tell us that? It's not to destroy your nativity scene at home. That's not why I'm telling you that. It's to show you that Christmas is such a rescue story. Because if God can save a bunch of smelly, despicable, distrustful, dishonest shepherds, then he can rescue you. Because don't we all have a little bit of that shepherd mentality in us? That maybe we've kind of wandered from God? That maybe we haven't handled things the right way? That maybe we've been disobedient to God or untrustworthy with what God's given us? And sometimes we can think, well, God must be so mad at me. God would never want to rescue somebody like me, and that's just not true. God sent his only son to rescue you, to rescue me, to rescue the shepherds, and to rescue people like the shepherds. God sent his son so that you and I could have peace with God. God is not mad at you. God created you. God loved you. 
He loves you so much, He sent His only Son on a rescue mission that we know begins at Christmas. See, God loves to upset our apple cart. You know, we have our lives planned out and, and we think we know who's worthy to be rescued and who's not worthy to be rescued. Sometimes we think we're not worthy to be rescued. But God says, you are worthy because I created you and I sent my son for you. And what Christmas is about, see, it's about rescue. It's not about retail. We seem to think it's all about retail. What gift did we give? What gift did we receive? But Christmas is plain and simple. It's God rescuing us from our sin. Sin separates us from God. You and I can't just walk into heaven because we're a good person or we're a moral person or we're a religious person or we give to charity. Those things are all fine and wonderful, but that's not what gets us into heaven. What gets us into heaven is that we've been rescued by Jesus. Now, being rescued is something that we can all relate to. Kids want to be rescued from school and homework. Parents want to be rescued sometimes from kids. Sometimes we all want to be rescued from the shopping and the wrapping and the baking. And sometimes we want to be rescued from a job or a bad salary or a broken relationship or a tough marriage. We all want to be rescued from something. And the people in this text, they wanted to be rescued from Roman oppression. They were being oppressed by the Romans and they wanted somebody to rescue them. But in a political way, in a military way, that's not why Jesus came. He did not come to kind of be an add-on to our life to make our life just so much better. He came to give us life. He came to rescue us from something that is so much greater than any trial or tribulation that you and I have or will ever have. He came to rescue us from sin and its consequences. And its consequences are being separated from God for all of eternity. I love that, that the Christmas story, that the rescue story starts with the shepherds. Now think about this. What is a shepherd's job? Their job is to watch the flock, tend the flock, protect the flock, provide for the flock. And now they got the news that they can be a part of the flock of God. They got to be a part of God's flock. He is the great shepherd. Did you also know that that shepherds often provided lambs that were used in sacrifice at the temple. It's how they made money. It was a retail operation. But now they just got the news that God sent his only son to rescue them, to save them. And they go from selling lambs to hearing about the Lamb of God coming. Christmas is a rescue story. If God can rescue shepherds, friends, he can rescue you and I. It was a night that I can only imagine what those shepherds were thinking. They were out in the field, something they've probably done hundreds, if not thousands of times, just watching the flock, looking up at the stars. It was a clear night. It was probably a beautiful night. It was a silent night. That's why we sing the song and we will sing it later. It was a silent night. We go from silent night to showtime, right? Can you imagine you're a shepherd, you're out there, and all of a sudden, bang, lights, camera, action, and an angel shows up. And all of a sudden, the shepherds, they were terrified. All of a sudden, this angel shows up, and this light show starts in the sky that you can't even imagine. And see, we associate light and Christmas, right? Because if you've got a tree, you've probably got lights. If you've got a house, you may have lights outside. We love lights because lights are associated with Christmas. You know, like many of you, we have a Christmas tree and lights, and, 
Next to our Christmas tree, we have a Christmas village. I don't know if any of you do this, where people over the years have given us little Christmas houses. We have a lot of churches, okay, in this little town that we've got. We've got a lot of churches. We've got ice cream shops, and then we've got another church. It's, it's, it's really funny. And one year, somebody gave us a lighthouse. And I thought, well, what in the world does a lighthouse have to do with Christmas? But the more I thought about it, it is the perfect symbol of Christmas. Because what does a lighthouse do? A lighthouse is a beacon of hope for those that are lost at sea. Those that are trying to find their way into safe harbor. And so a lighthouse at Christmas makes sense because light gives us hope, right? That's why we all have night lights in our house. So we don't run into things. And if you're like our family, we like to go on what we call reindeer rides. Where we drive around and we look at lights that are in all the neighborhoods. And see, there's something powerful about light and Christmas. I want to read to you what it says here in John 1. It says, There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Jesus is the perfect light. He is a searchlight. He is a light of hope. He is a light that shines on the truth that Christmas is not about retail, but it's about rescue. And when we believe and we receive the truth of that notion, then we can truly celebrate Christmas. People think that the best way to enjoy Christmas is through retail therapy, right? The more you shop, the better you feel because you're buying other people gifts, though 50% of surveys say that if you buy a gift for someone else, you also buy one for yourself. So there is retail therapy that goes on. But friends, you and I can truly, when we believe and receive that God sent his only son to die for you and to die for me and to die for the sins of the world, that we can understand that Christmas is a rescue story. You know, we hear all the time that to enjoy Christmas, you have to have the heart of a child or you have to be childlike. I agree to that with some extent. I think you have to be a child of God. Because when you are a child of God, when you are like a child that can't wait for that perfect gift, you can't wait for Christmas morning, the kids are going to be up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. They're going to get up early because they can't wait to get to that gift. Friends, you and I, we have the greatest gift of all. And it's not the presence under the tree, it's the presence in the manger. Listen to how it's said in John. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The greatest gift at Christmas is to be a child. To be a child of God. To believe and receive that there is hope for you. That God is coming for you. He's coming to rescue you. Whatever darkness that you're in. Whatever things that you're struggling with. No matter what state of relationships are in your life. God came to rescue you and to rescue me. And when we believe and we receive that truth. Then we understand what Christmas is about. I asked a question tonight before we came over to worship. Um, of my family because typically we like to bake a birthday cake 
on Christmas Eve. I mean, it is Jesus' birthday tomorrow, right? And typically we do. We're hoping to get there. Let's just see how the night plays out, right? Uh, I'm hopeful for it. So we love to do birthday cakes because we love birthdays. We love everything about, about that. But have you noticed that birth announcements and revealing the gender of a child has now become a massive thing? Like people go to, to big extremes to announce that they're pregnant. And, and I love that. And I think that's great. But when you want to try to compete with God on a birth announcement, you're not going to win. Because nobody does a birth announcement like God. These shepherds were there. They were terrified. An angel came and the angel said, I have good news of great joy for you in the world. So the angel came and gave this great news. This light show was happening. And in just a minute, a legion of angels would come and, and, and share in that news. And nobody can top that kind of birth announcement. Because God said, I am coming to rescue those who are in darkness. And we, and we see the shepherds, and they are on the front lines of God's next step in his rescue plan, sending Jesus. And the angels are there, and, and they're terrified, and they have this good news of great joy, and they're excited about everything because God is sending them the hope of the world. And, and as the angels are talking, all of a sudden then more angels come. And the only thing that you can do when more angels come explaining the good news of great joy is you start to praise God. You start to have a worship service. And when that happens, it gives the shepherds a chance that they don't have to have fear anymore. And if we understand Christmas as a rescue story, we can stop clinging to those things that will never save us. We can stop clinging to religion. We can stop clinging to morality. We can stop clinging to being a good person or being good enough. We cling to so many things that we think will give us security. See, the truth is we all have a little bit of Linus in us, right? What does Linus carry with him all the time? A blanket. He's got that security blanket. Everywhere Linus goes, that's his security. I got to have it. I got to hold it. It keeps me safe. It gives me security. It'll give me peace. It'll give me hope. And we're the same way. Sometimes it's our job, sometimes it's our kids, sometimes it's our stuff, our money, whatever it is, we cling. Well, I want you to think about this for a minute, and maybe you never saw this or didn't know this, but we just saw Linus read from the Gospel of Luke. But I want us to pull up a still picture when he's reading the Gospel. Where's the blanket? On the floor. And friends, there's your Christmas message. Drop the blanket. Whatever you're holding on to for security that you think is going to give you hope or you think is going to rescue you, drop the blanket. See, in that moment, Linus knew, I know the truth, I know the hope, I know the reason of Christmas, and it's a rescue story. I don't need this blanket anymore. And he dropped the blanket. Friends, that's what Christmas is about. It's about dropping the blanket. Whatever your blanket is, Whatever that thing that you think will bring you security and safety and hope and deliverance, it won't. The only thing that can rescue you and I, the only thing that will let you and I drop the blanket is Jesus. And that's exactly what the angels told the shepherds. They said he's the Savior, he's Jesus the Messiah, and he's the Lord, which meant he was sovereign. And once that happened, all of a sudden, an incredible worship service began. 
They started to sing glory to God of the highest. All this praising is going on because they knew that being in the presence of God, the glory of God is something to celebrate because God will rescue you when you believe and you receive his son, Jesus Christ. You don't have to fear. The shepherds were told by the angels, do not be afraid. Mary and Joseph were told by the angel, do not be afraid. Friend, you and I do not need to be afraid because Christmas is about being rescued. Whatever it is that you need rescued from, Jesus can rescue you from it. Because Christmas is not about retail. It's about rescue. I want to go to the very end of the Peanuts show. If you've ever seen it, you see them all, they gather around the Christmas tree. And if you can remember, they actually start to play a little bit of music behind it, and that's O Christmas Tree, but that's not the song that they sing. What happens is an impromptu worship service breaks out, and they start to sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Let's look at that picture. There they are singing. But let me ask you this where's the blanket? It's at the bottom of the tree. Where was Jesus crucified? On a tree. Linus said, I'm going to lay it all here because I've got the peace. I've got the security. I've got the hope. I know that I've been rescued. I don't need this blanket anymore. I'm going to leave it here. Just like Jesus came to rescue us from our sins, that we can leave our pain. We can leave our past. We can leave our problems. We can put them at the cross, friends, because we've been rescued. Linus got it. He got it. He heard it. He shared it. And now he was living it. He heard it. He shared it. But now he's living it. He understands that Christmas is about rescue. Friends, we sing joy to the world because there is joy. Because we've been rescued. Sometimes we look around and we don't think that we could ever be rescued. Christmas is about rescue. As our worship team comes back up, I just want to remind you and I want to encourage you. Celebrate tomorrow. Get up early, kids, but not too early. Let your parents get their coffee. We're thinking 10, 30, 11 would be just ideal for us as parents. Amen. Yeah, I've got a lot of amens on that. Get up. Celebrate family. Celebrate the love that is expressed through the gifts that family and Santa brings. Celebrate that. But don't forget what Christmas is really about. It's about being rescued. It's about God rescuing you and I from sin. Amen? Amen. Amen.